Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV Navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot. And here we are in December of 2011, and it finds us... In the middle of the South Atlantic. Without any resources. Uh, In our away-from-home recording studio, in a cruise ship cabin, (laughs) trying very hard to think about RVing. But we've been gone from home for a month. And we have almost no internet connection, so we can't really... I wanted to do some nice Christmas gifts, things that you could get your favorite RVer. But with the exception of noticing campground signs as we've been traveling and trying to take pictures of the campgrounds, we really have not been thinking about campgrounds. Well, we've been thinking about it, but we haven't been able to act on it or do anything about it. Every place we look, we see RVs, and we have not really, um, we're not really letting you down in this episode because we have a great interview that we're going to be doing with a couple from Great Britain and hearing about their RVing experiences, which is, it's fascinating to us. Because it's clear that Europeans enjoy camping as much as we do, and because their countries are smaller than ours and their roads are narrow, they have to do everything on a reduced scale, but certainly even when we were in Turkey, we saw some very nice small campgrounds where people had made it work for them. Uh, uh, and the campground we saw in Turkey, people tended to bring in um, trailers that they attached uh, canopies to that had walls. So in essence, you were building yourself kind of a tented Tentish. room um, attached to your trailer, which kind of doubled your living space. And one of them really surprised me because they had what looked like a wood-burning stove inside with a stove pipe coming up through the ceiling of this tent. But as we learned uh, in the interview, which you're going to hear in a few minutes, uh, the pitches, which are campsites, uh, had very low power connections, um, usually about 5 or 10 amp connections, and actually just one pole that people kind of shared. But when you have a small unit, you don't have the power hog But they did have pre-notated campsites. Yes. Or numbered. Numbered Numbered pitches is what he said. (laughs) But this campground that I I particularly liked in in Ephesus had a little pool. Um, It had places to stay for people who didn't have campers like our KOAs do. Which was very nice, yes. And had um, a a place to kind of cook in the middle. And a restaurant. Yeah. So it would would be a place that Americans would enjoy. And how much do you say it was? 20 euros on a, a night, I think. I thought it was 10. Okay. Yeah. It 10 d- euros a night. So if you could get your rig there, it would be a good deal on a lovely spot. It would be a good deal, but at $9.26 a gallon for fuel... You wouldn't go very far. And Turkey is larger than Texas, we discovered. Yes, so. and so we would firmly want to do RVing in Turkey, but I'm not sure we could afford to drive, and certainly not... Mr. Motorhome. We'd be in our little tent like we started with 40 years ago. Ooh, that was would be bad. But uh, I do have one cool gift that we could use. Have you seen this? This is. Is, is this what you put on your Christmas list? Do you want? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know much about this because I'm not at home really to do a lot of the research. But this is uh, an article which I'll put up uh, on the website. It's about the what's it called? The 3D Litro. Camera? 
It's oh. no, it's the camera that doesn't need focusing. The camera ha- is available in two models and three colors for a cost of only three hundred ninety-nine dollars. And that sounds right. Oh, right up my alley. It does. No focusing, and it looks like it's about the size of your hand. But does um, it have a zoom? I have to zoom. This is uh, no. Eight, Unlike conventional cameras, the Lytro, the Lytro light field camera captures all the rays of a light in a scene, providing new capabilities never before possible, such as the ability to focus the picture after it's taken. Now, how could they do that? Well, I'm thinking of like when you have an MRI and the camera takes little slices of your body oh. and just, and then you decide which slice you want to look at. Is hmm. it like that? Could be. I don't know. I haven't actually seen one, but I'm dying to... So you could take a picture of an outdoor scene and you could focus on the tree in the foreground or on the mountain in the background or both. So it takes a picture uh, of either 8 gigabyte, no, the 8 gigabyte gigabyte model stores 350 pictures. So my understanding was they were about 15 megabytes each each picture, Uh, fairly low resolution. And then you use software on your computer to focus the picture after you take it. Well, that sounds just way cool. So, RV-loving fans and technology geekos. It's a technology thing. It's a technology thing? Yeah. Full report in the January edition of the RV Navigator. It's only if Santa brings you one. Or did you order one while I wasn't looking? No, I haven't really ordered one, but now that I'm thinking about it. Well, we never order version one of a camera, so we have to read some reviews about this. But which color would you get? So maybe the after Christmas sale. After the Christmas. Wow. There must be lots of good. I'm not home for Black Friday. Yeah, we're talking to you on Black Friday, and we're missing it. What a shame. And I'm not there to buy and and go to. uh, So if you're thinking about upgrading your TVs in your motorhome, this is the time to do it. I mean, a 40-inch at Best Buy for $3.99. If you want to leave I'm not home to buy it. If you want to leave your Thanksgiving dinner table to go get in line. But how could you not? Because it's just too cheap. Because Thanksgiving is supposed to I mean, be our a family home, holiday. Our motorhome had together. a 40-inch, has a 40-inch TV, and I paid big bucks for it. And then now you could buy one for her. And you've been enjoying it for years. Well, dear listener, if you are in the market. And a bargain hunter. It seems like the Moore's Law about electronics being faster and cheaper and better. Uh, every Pretty soon years. they're going to be paying you to take a TV off the shelves. Well, I, that really might happen, I guess. Anyway, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but I can't get excited about it because I'm here and not there. But uh, if you're going to Mexico this winter, we also found another article about some interesting... interesting. We, you know, we had a great time in Mexico. And, and we New feel very sad about all the bad news that's coming from Mexico. Right. And, and it was a little bit dicey crossing the border. <laughs> but once we got into the country, we had a wonderful time. People were kind to us. Uh, the gas prices are much cheaper than they are at home. Uh, but there was a little bit of bureaucracy you needed to do even back when we did and it. One of the things that the Mexicans worry about is... That we will leave our rigs there. <laughs> I don't know why they worry about that, but they do. They don't want us to leave our old rigs down there uh, or your car uh, to be sold uh, on the spot. So... Now you have to pay a $44 fee to buy a sticker, 
which then is removed when you come back to the United States. Because they also make you pay a deposit and that sticker on how old your rig is. Right. So if you have a rig newer than 2007, they're going to charge you $400 deposit, no, yeah. which they will refund when you bring the vehicle back when into the U.S. When you bring that sticker back. Right. Right. We, we Not had, attached to We the, had to do the sticker, but we didn't have to yeah, do the deposit. Yeah, we didn't have to do the deposit. And, it? of course, I assume that you know, if you've done any research about Mexico at all, that you need special Mexican um, insurance, which is kind of pricey unless you're yeah. planning on spending a significant amount of time Yeah, there. we would like to spend more time in Mexico, uh, I think, even now. But the problem is is that it's just too expensive for us to spend just a winter down there. It's, it makes it uh, more expensive than Florida. Because of the insurance. Which, as you know, we thought was very expensive. Uh, but the gas prices apparently are still uh, inexpensive. And the campgrounds were cheap, and the weather was truly warm, uh, rather than just kind of warm as it is in January in Florida and Arizona. But fuel under $3 a gallon is does go a long way. It's appealing, yeah. Yeah, but we found the tollways to be expensive. Anyway, you decide, but, uh, but be, be aware, aware that, that there that are the some regulations, regulations and it does cost you a little bit to go to Mexico, even if you want to spend the winter down there but i don't know these days it's really hard it's we only know what we see on tv just like most of you do yeah but we know we were seeing scary stuff when yeah. we did go you might and, want to go with a caravan and we thought it was um over dramatized right so this brings us to our interview we ran across a couple who actually rv in uh, great britain and uh, other is, parts and is of on all. the road as much as we are. Right, that's hard to believe. And that they are snowbirds like us, but snowbirding in Spain. Europe means Spain. going to Spain. And so that means, well, we talk about going to Mexico, but here they have to. They have to drive through two foreign countries to get to where they're going. And of course, lots of history and lots of interesting uh, side trips. And of course, talking to British about RVing is just a very interesting process anyway because everything we talk about is different so we make some comparisons about uh, the rvs and what they their caravan and what they tow with it and how they tow it and and uh, the uh, systems that are in it and i think you'll be very interested in this interview we sure so, enjoyed talking to them and we hope you will we too did. yes we did so take it away interview Hello, fellow campers. Uh, we're talking to you live from our studio on the seas. Uh, we've been cruising the last few weeks, and we haven't been thinking about RVing very much until we met a delightful couple from Great Britain who have been RVing even longer than we have. It's hard to believe. So we would like to introduce to you Brenda and Graham and have them uh, tell us a little bit about their camping adventures. And first of all, I think we're very interested in knowing um, how you manage to stay away from your home for month after month. That's an unusual <laughs> thing. Well, let's start there then, because uh, this time last year we were in, in Spain. Just last year? Oh. Last year, yeah. having driven down through France, uh, taking our time. and uh, cultural cities en route. Yes, indeed, visiting those cities en route to eventually end up on the south of Spain. And in all, we were away for six months. So you left in November primarily because of the weather? Primarily, yeah. Um, so but you, also, just like us, you head south? Absolutely. Yeah. As it seems, most of Scandinavia does as well, because ah. <laughs> when you get down to South Spain, then you meet 
people from Scandinavia, uh -huh. from Germany, from uh, increasingly Eastern European countries. Eastern European? Yeah, very in, much so. in their, of course, we call them RVs. Yeah. You, we have well, to get our terminology right yeah. here. In caravans. Caravans still probably predominant mm -hmm. um, in mainland Europe, uh -huh. uh, but the motorhome uh -huh. is catching up fast, particularly yeah, in France, particularly uh -huh. in France. Because? I, I think the French... Um, have got far more room than the British. Their roads are far better. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. as big as, as yeah. England. Yeah. Yeah, That's I believe... Th yeah. With but the same population. They have airs, you gotta, you gotta they, share the microphone. Yeah. they have airs that you can stay in, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're, they have what? They're, oh, they're fair... The, the French have a far better setup when it comes to... For camping. For camping, for motorhome really? camping, really? for RV. Uh -huh. um, they have what's known as airs, which... A spell it? A-I-R-E-S. Never heard it. And they are um, stopping points along their motorways uh -huh. where you can stay for free. And <laughs> All it, right. Yeah. Occasionally there'll be uh, a place where you can plug in as well and water, and they may charge a couple of euros uh -huh. for doing that for a uh -huh. quick burst uh -huh. of, of power yeah, yeah. and water, and then you're off again. But these are everywhere. All over, really? all over France. In fact, there is a book you can get yeah, which, I so. which identifies uh -huh. all the airs in France and, and Spain. Uh, for that uh, are they in scenic locations where you might stay a few days? They're actually everywhere. They're actually everywhere. They're on... Um, so, and they're government-run? Um, they must be, I assume. They must be. Uh, they're in small, small towns. They're on uh, the battlefields when you... Um, the Normandy battlefields. They're actually right in the town, in the heart of the town. Wow. So you could just... Just walk onto the uh -huh. onto the beaches, fabulous things. So really, really worth knowing about. As opposed to Great Britain, which has private. Yeah, predominantly private. There's two main organisations mm -hmm. in Great Britain, and that's the Camping and Caravan Club uh -huh. and the Caravan Club. Uh -huh. um, and, and a motorhome one too. They cater for the motorhome, uh, oh. um, so that, that you belong to one one of those affiliations. Uh -huh. But there are many others, like UK campsites, which is an online mm -hmm. one where you mm -hmm. can find all sorts mm -hmm. of different campsites. But if you want to travel as we did, um, yeah. then you're best to go with one of those two organisations uh -huh. because you get discounts. It, uh -huh. it, it's, again, a um, huge number of memberships so that they can... Uh, negotiate better rates for sites, for ferries, huh. those sorts of things. And rallies, of course. Uh -huh. That's the main reason why people yeah, do yeah. go south. Yeah, we have rallies too. Yeah. Um, and they are dotted around the Iberian Peninsula, really, all uh -huh. around Spain, Portugal, um, uh -huh. through the winter. Are there cooperations months. between the clubs? Um, not really, not really. They're, they're in competition um, for, well, for I membership. Meant between the countries. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. Um, everyone is, wants you to stop in their country and to uh, use their facilities uh -huh. and, of course, spend your euro in their particular country. Uh -huh. I say, most people keep going south purely for uh -huh. the weather. Uh -huh. So you go to Ayers and you just and you don't need a reservation? I'm no, no. But they're, but, they're pu <laughs> but they're purely for motorhomes. Oh, they're purely not for, for motorhomes, not caravans. Oh. And so the, why is that? The French are, uh, quite go large on motorhomes. Uh-huh. 
Um, so you can't stay there? No, we can't stay there. We can stop on, on route somewhere uh-huh. and use the facilities, uh-huh. but we can't stay over. That seems unfair. I know. And, I'm and, surpri- we and don't I've have any that are really discriminatory. Oh, really? Oh, no, no France do. I, I think the reason being is that some of them are, are difficult to get into. Um, Which would mean a motorhome would be more mo- difficult. No, well, you would think so, wouldn't uh. you? Uh, and again, I think it comes back to what the French prefer, and the French prefer uh. the motorhome. There's far more motorhome uh, manufacturers in France than there are in uh. Britain. Well, we should ask you what kind of uh, caravan you have. Uh, but we've got how, um, how it's set up. Yeah, we've got a German uh-huh. um, caravan, which is a Lord Munster uh, make. Um, Lord Munster. Yeah, That's LMC so- for short. Um, <laughs> it sounds very British. Uh, it, it does. Um, but Munsterland, of course, is very much German. So uh, okay. it's, it's Lord Munsterland. Oh, okay. Um, it's extremely well built, and uh-huh. that's not being just uh, talking about my own. It's, it, it's known for its build quality. And what distinguishes that? I, I think it's aluminum purely, frame. Yeah, yeah, very much full so. insulation. Full insulation uh, and very good insulation. Uh-huh. A few millimeters more than you'll get on a British van, uh-huh. and it is an all-year-round van. And we have stayed in it. You call it a van? Yeah, a caravan. Oh, so, okay. So, to a van to us would be. A motorized, a small motorized home. Ah, right. Okay. Like, right. like yes. the one on the cover of the magazine. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. 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 That would yes. be a van. Yes. Well, that would be. Um, <laughs> we're looking at a, we're looking at a class B for those people well, who are listening. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that would be a motorhome, but that would that be, would be a motorhome. That oh, would yeah. be a motorhome. That's a motorhome. Yeah. In uh-huh. fact, that would be arguably a van conversion type motorhome. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Yes, we call yeah. this a van conversion yes. too. Yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah. some similarities. Some, <laughs> some similarities. Yeah. But our, our, okay, caravan, and then our caravan is only a, a single axle. axle. It's, what, 21 feet long, uh-huh. um, excluding the tow. Uh-huh. Um, I pull it with a two-litre Subaru. Two-litre? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, is it, that's almost a mini to you. Yes. <laughs> two-litre. Yeah, uh, you would never think of... I mean, uh, So it must not weigh very much. No, it's uh, it's about fifteen hundred pounds. Pounds and fifteen. No, sorry, fifteen hundred kilos. Sorry. Okay, kilos. so that's more. Yeah. So. Do you have to worry about putting too much into it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I do. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a heavy van to tow. It's actually known as the Titan of vans. Uh-huh. This particular make. The Titan. Because wow. it's so heavy. Your average family car can't pull it. No, I wouldn't think so. I'm, th- I'm surprised you, you can pull it with a two-liter. <laughs> but it works for us, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, what, um, it's probably at the end of its range, the car, mm-hmm. to pull mm-hmm. that. It will... <laughs> it, it, it runs very sweetly, I have to say. Um, the car that we tow weighs more than your trailer. I can... <gasps> yeah. Our, it, it, our car weighs 4,500 pounds. Does it really? The one that we tow right. behind. Right. Well, uh, I must I must admit, when we was going over the Pyrenees, it did um, scary. it did, did labour a little. Uh-huh. So it it took us all the way to southern Spain. So how is again. it set up? You have a kitchen. Oh, yeah. Separate rooms. This is the LMC favourite, uh, which is our caravan. Um, the end of the van is the washroom. The end, meaning the far from the, the far the far end of the van is it's an oh, so end. Also, the rear. Yeah, rear, rear. That's unusual. Is it? Oh, in England it isn't, you see. Oh. 
It's one of the sort of favourite layouts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so it's a rear washroom with a nice large wardrobe. Um, the bath- a rear washroom. Yep. Meaning? The, um, bathroom. Yeah, no, I know yeah, that, yeah. but I mean... Oh, with shower, yeah. Separate shower. No, the, <laughs> the loo, you see, the loo, the shower is in the loo. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, you have those, yeah? That's what this would have. And it, but it's got sliding doors, so um, you slide the door open and you uh-huh. walk into the double bedroom, uh-huh. which has two single beds, which are permanent, s- permanent beds. Not no, no, they're permanent beds, and they have uh, quite a large amount of storage underneath. Uh-huh. And under one of the beds is the water tank, so the water doesn't freeze, sure. which on English vans would be outside. Oh. Yeah, it's only yeah. um, continental vans, European yeah, yeah, vans that have yeah. it inside. And then you slide the door along and then you go into the kitchen area and you have um, a fridge. And how um, big is the fridge? Uh, 91 litres. 91 litres. Um, probably a lot smaller than yours. It's fairly <laughs> small in real terms. your icebox. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's about the size of your cupboard there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and above it a sink and three burners. Uh-huh. No cooker. Cooker is no oven as such. Oh, because European vans have no ovens. We don't either. Do you not? There's been a big controversy about this. Right. Okay. And they they got rid of them in favor of convection ovens. Oh right. Yes. Okay. And we were when yeah. we got ours. That was the the only really? choice. Yeah. We have a microwave, but it's so high up, uh-huh. and I'm not that tall. So consequently, uh-huh. I'm sort of lifting, carrying. You know, pots with hot liquid in. It's not ideal, but, mm-hmm. you know, it works. Uh-huh. Um, I, I actually went out and b- brought a Romaska, which is Czechoslovakian. Works brilliantly. Uh-huh. Then we have um, a U-shaped seating area uh-huh. and with a lovely oval table, which can pull out and lots of people can sit in there. And we've had eight dining around the table before, Whoa. haven't we? Which is brilliant, you yeah, know, so yeah. it really works. And then that all drops down and there's a huge king-size bed that it makes. Mm-hmm. But you don't use that. Which we don't know, yeah. but family and but, friends but do. Can, sure. And they said it's really comfortable. Uh-huh. Um, and then usually we, we have the large awning attached, uh-huh. which doubles the van size, doesn't it? You know, which is lovely. Not a tent, but an awning. An awning. Just an awning. Yeah, huge awning. And, you know, we've we, seen lots of them that have the kind of a tent that... The walls come down from the awning. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes. I, I think probably then what you're thinking of a tent is what we know as a full awning. Yes. Because uh, full awning. Full awning. Good. Need to know these things. Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one we had last was uh, an Isabella make, yeah. which is uh, Swedish, uh-huh. um, which is probably the best type uh-huh. you can get, but uh-huh. you pay for that. Yeah. But it, the configuration of it, you can have porches or not a porch. Uh-huh. Um, it's three meters deep, oh, wow. and f- yeah. for the whole length, the length of your of, van, yeah, so yeah. It, it it creates a hell of a space. Um, but I would think if you had a family, because you've got people exactly. sleeping there and things yeah, too, exactly. Have some cots or but there are some sites that you really are on the limit of even uh-huh. with a two and a half meter okay. awning, let alone a three meter. Okay. okay, time to get into the technology. <laughs> How does the heat work? <laughs> um, there's there's uh, a fire in a gas fire, um, and gas blow, blowing blown air. Propane? Oh yeah, yeah, propane. Sorry, so you yeah. have a separate propane tank? Yes, yes, yes. And that runs your stove, or your not your cooker, but your stove. Your burners. Your burners. Your burners. Yeah, burners absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And hot water? Hot water? Yeah, that's from uh, Truma. Heater appliance, and, and that, and that is on demand, or is it a tank? Yeah, 
No, it's a tank again that uh -huh. you, you work from. Um, the onboard water tank, I think, is you know, really test my memory. I think it's only about 60 litres. Mm -hmm. So it's not so large. So you'll get a, a, a few minutes for a shower from the oh. heated because the heated element of that uh -huh. will give you, I think, it's 62 degrees of water. Uh. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. But you're only going to get. I think it's <laughs> three litres or so. Uh, so it'll mix to make it yeah. reasonable. Uh, I mean, one of the things that, that we found when we had a caravan that size was that we lived out of it but not in it. Yep. And, uh, and now, because of what we have, we can live in it because we run across a lot of bad weather. Yeah. And, there, you know, there might be a few days when it's raining and cold. And yep. So do you take your showers in your caravan most of the time? No, predominantly... Uh, that's what I would think. Predominantly, we, we use the facilities on the site we're on. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, but sometimes, yeah. it, again, in, in UK, there are things like certified locations, uh -huh. they're known, CLs, uh -huh. and certificated sites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are small. You can't have more than five units on yeah. at one uh -huh. time. Um, you can only stay for X number of days, and uh -huh. that varies. 28 days, 28 days is uh -huh. a norm. But there are no facilities there. It's a hookup, yeah, yeah, electric, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's it. Oh, there is, there is electric. Yeah. Stunning yeah. 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 And it's generally an enthusiast, a camping enthusiast, that's got a bit of land, uh -huh. and he's turned Just it over to, oh, to, nice. to yeah. other campers. Yeah, yeah. And charges for the pleasure. Yeah, but that, but, but that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, if he could make a few bucks. Yeah, few, sure, sure. Quit off of it, I guess. We, TV, internet. Yep. Yeah, well... In the UK, not a problem because um, it's virtually all digital now. So mm -hmm. um, you can... you find that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, no. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a problem it, for it, us too. Yeah, it, it it's handy to be able to tune in when you get to a different area yeah. and to still see the same programs that you might want to watch at home. That's but that's an advantage of digital. I think so. Yeah. Why? This is not the case with us at all. No. All oh, right. Well. <laughs> Well, it's all new well, to us. Well, <laughs> well, that's what's fascinating about yeah. talking to folks well, like you. Well, I'm not forgetting, of course, that in the UK you've got two right. two main television Channel. companies only uh -huh. channels, yeah. which well, we is the three. BBC and the ITV. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you are watching your own programs in your own yeah. area, uh -huh. when you go away with your caravan sure. to another part of the UK, you can still tune in to those particular programs that are still being shown in your. Why couldn't you before? Well, because th you just didn't have enough signal to do oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that's only happened in March this yeah. year. March? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you have to replace the TV? I had to retune no. it. No, just retune it. Some of the, the older televisions. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the televisions have been coming out for the last five years have yeah. been uh, uh, have been digital yeah. ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see so many people now with their own dish. Yes. Um, uh, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you about, too. Yeah. But most, uh, so, so, so many people have their dish, but... We haven't got a dish. What we've got is these, what's known as free view boxes uh -huh. and, and what have you, which are digital receivers, but they don't receive the uh, channels that you purchase, like Sky. Yeah, they're all free. So they're all free channels. <laughs> you look amazed. They're all free. Uh, so when you get a dish, you get free? They're oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the lot of the channels See, are free. For us, nothing is free, See, really? except over the air. Sometimes you don't even need a dish to pick up free view. That's why it's free view. Well, yeah. well, we get over the OTA over the air yeah. right. with an antenna. Well, we've just bought at home. I know we get off the track here, but at home a free sat, same thing. 
all the free channels. But is, that, is it a dish? For, no. Oh, then it's then it's just it's, over it's the air. St it, it it still works off of. We've got a dish, uh -huh. and it comes in through the dish. But the dish we pay nothing for. But it, we've bought it outright. That's ours. We pay nothing more thereafter. But how does this setup work when you go, let's say, to Spain? Can you watch anything there? Ah, no. <laughs> Even with a dish? Oh, with a dish. You can get to southern Spain, fun, spookily enough, is just on the cusp of being able to still get into the satellite that system that, that still shows mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. English-British yeah, yeah, yeah. programmes. If you're unlucky enough to be a, just a few yeah. more miles yeah, further yeah, south, yeah, of you, yeah. Like, yeah. you won't get it. Yeah. So you then need almost so a So you go in France, to, or you don't have a dish? No, 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 it was DVDs all on route. Yeah, which was quite but it it is possible to uh, with, with a small ninety yeah. centimeter dish yeah, yeah. to get the programs all the way to south of uh -huh. Spain. Yeah. but for real good reception and some of the more obscure channels, yeah. you need to start thinking about a dish that is two meters across. And indeed, when we was in southern Spain, the number of units that had strapped to the back of... We need to start your... huge, <laughs> huge. I like this. <laughs> the free part is very appealing. The free part is, yeah, especially. Yeah. Well, as for us, it's just over the air. And so if you are near a big city yep. where they're broadcasting, you get a lot. You get a lot. Yeah. If you're out in the country, you get nothing. And digital tends to, from our experience, is transmits less distance. So... There's, there's booster mass... All over the UK, mm. you, you, you have booster to be, masts. You right. are unlucky if you're no. not within a, yeah. a mast. Very unlucky. Really? Oh yeah. But it's so much smaller. It is. Yeah. I guess so. Well, that's that's interesting. So uh, the last big system is um, the waste. Oh right. Yeah. Important. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So uh, it's, okay. Uh, human waste is is is. Uh, Do you have a canister? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, it's a, so we're familiar with that. We've yeah, talked about that. Truma and, it's, it, and then you have a black, a grey water tank. Grey water tank, yeah. Um, increasingly, though, we found on sites now they're they're quite happy for you to, to for the grey water to run to feed the plants. Oh. Particularly oh. on the smaller sites. That's yeah, highly they illegal. Ask, yeah. They ask you to do it. Yeah. Uh -huh. They ask you to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Um, but there are some campers we all know that. Put everything down oh, there. Oh no, no, and Sad. it's it's yeah. dreadful. But no, the the, the um, I don't think it's any different than what you've got. Well, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, we have <laughs> an eighty-gallon grey water tank, right? And then we have a thirty-gallon black water tank. But it's a tank, not it's a canister. It's a tank, not a canister. Do you have to move then over the pit each yeah. time to empty it? Or well, many of the campsites come with the hole that's appropriate. Oh, right, yeah. And the holes full service. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, where we spend service. the winter, it's a full connected hook, full connected campsite. So it has 50 amp electric. 50? Wow. Gosh. 220. And it has full water hookup. And and a sewer and t and cable TV. I know we're yeah. Unbelievable. We, we've uh, we've camped with a motorhome in South Africa and in New Zealand, and so there I think it's more typical like what you have. It's more Usually it's a 15 amp plug yeah, in. Yeah, and that's doable. That's doable. Well, well, <laughs> it's not 50, is it? Well, it depends what what it, it depends what wattage, of course, yeah. as well, because uh, you can have plenty of amps, but um, uh -huh. 
not a lot of watts sometimes. And uh, we've done all the calculations, thinking, yeah. can we put this on? Can we put that on? And uh, Of course, we don't get 50 amp all the time. No. And so we have to downgrade. Yeah. And downgrading for us is 30. And then right. she and then she complains, but then because <laughs> she, she can't do her hair dryer and and do the washing machine and the microwave all at the same time. <laughs> we we were on a we were on a site um, when we was uh, first came to it went to Essex a site there that had a, a big American RV on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm amazed how he managed to get it on there, but it was on there nonetheless. And the owner of it uh, was surprised to say the least. That when it came to the bills starting to come in for his electricity, oh, yeah, he yeah. couldn't understand why his electricity bill was so high on a campsite that was relatively small. Uh-huh. Well, of course, this American RV was just had Sucking. everything running. Yeah, air well, we con- have two air conditioners. Air con- yeah. Well, but you had the air con on and the doors open. And so, you have a battery also. Yes. Yeah, a leisure battery. Mm-hmm. Um, and does that? Do you have a converter to two twenty? Yep. For the battery? Y- yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, I so you I can don't, run the TV and things. Yeah. The only thing I have to worry about when we went abroad mm-hmm. is polarity. So oh. you have to check yeah. the polarity is running the right way, uh-huh. and there's a little, obviously, a little device for doing uh-huh. that, and plug it in. The worst thing can happen is one of your light bulbs will blow, and you think. Ah, I need to turn my plug around. That's the worst that happens? That's the worst that can happen, yeah. Oh. yeah. For us, no. it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll always blow something low. So you're driving down the road, you leave home, and you're driving on the left-hand side. Is there another way? <laughs> yeah, well, no, but you're going to f- quickly find out. So, so you take the channel, or you... Yeah. Yeah, we, is we that t- the most economical way to... Yeah, but it's the easiest way. It's, it literally was drive on... Drive with off. your with your caravan, yeah, with the caravan. We had, we had and you, a dog with us, didn't we, as well? And you sit in it. Yeah, yeah. We, you stay with your van. You stay oh, with really? your van, but we had our dog with us, and that's uh-huh. why we went under the tunnel. If you go the Santander way, which is on the ferry, you'll have to be in kennels overnight. Whoa! Because it's an overnight oh. sailing. Well, that's a no-brainer then. You you actually go um, on the train under the tunnel, but you stay in your vehicle, and it was so easy, wasn't it? I think the thing that um, that is different again uh-huh. is that to take a pet abroad uh-huh. is all sorts of uh, for us too, but most of the time we pets pass abroad. Yeah, so. pets passports, yeah. so you have to have them injected against rabies. Yeah, yeah, have all their yeah. inoculations, yeah. and they charge you, of course. Yeah, um, it's nearly as much to take. Okay, the dog so as you go on the channel. Yep, and that takes about how long? It's only twenty minutes really? actual journey. Wow. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. That's, that's yeah. good. So then you're in and France. You're in France. And you're on the other side of the road. And you're on the other side of the road. <laughs> that seems scary. I mean, I don't <laughs> mind driving. I, I really don't mind driving on the left-hand side. Yeah. But it's the vehicle that has the right-hand drive or whatever it is. That's right. Driving on it, the wrong side the of the road. It's, it just seems like it would be. The overtakes can be interesting. <laughs> you better have somebody sitting in the pilot, <laughs> pilot seat. Equally roundabouts could be interesting. Oh, yeah. They were very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you use a GPS? Yeah, yeah we've got GPS, but yeah. it doesn't help you when you go the wrong way around the roundabout. No, it just tells you when to get off. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the... do that. <laughs> so, so it isn't yelling at you, keep, keep to the right? <laughs> it's, um, it, it, fortunately, 
as you probably I would just know, think there'd be fraught with mistakes. I mean, not no. you necessarily, but no, no. but people. It's no. It, the, the good thing about going through the tunnel, uh, I would imagine, kind of a, and, and the and the ferry for that matter, is that once you get off the train, then you are following other people. Yeah, yeah. And there is a fair distance, as there always is, to get out of a ferry port. Uh-huh. So you become acclimatised, uh-huh. accustomed very quickly. Um, and then when you're out on the open road, and particularly in France, again, it is virtually motorway everywhere. Uh-huh. So you've got to so, make a big mistake to be on the wrong yeah, side. Because okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in South Africa, I'm driving down the road and I'm saying, that guy's on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it could be me. <laughs> <laughs> and neither one of us realized it. No. I mean, it, we didn't have an accident or anything, but I mean, no, but the, but, I mean, he was a long way down the road, but I was were, just like... We were lost and we were paying attention to the map, the and I wasn't sign, thinking. And, okay, so you drive, and you you can't stay in it. So where do you stay if you can't stay well, in Well, we had made some arrangements at different campsites on the way down so you, through you France. So you have to pre-notate. So we pre-notate. But this you is... Do. Oh yeah, I mean, this is required. Or no, 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 no. But I mean, it's no, a good it's, idea. It's a good idea. Gives you an idea where you're going to get to each night uh-huh. or each and day you're going to travel. How many miles would you drive a day? About two, two fifty would uh-huh. be about right. <laughs> well, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I would like to do more, but uh-huh. uh, well, there's it, no rush when you're retired. I mean, that's, that's our feeling. Absolutely too. right. But mm-hmm. we're anxious to get out of the cold. I mean, for us, when we left last year, it was 15 below zero. I even I was afraid the motorhome would not even start, yeah. let alone. <laughs> but you don't. You're, you're you're not that cold. No, no. hardly below zero. We've, we've below never freezing. No. The, the, the last um, two years, certainly the year before last. We had such bad weather, uh-huh. we couldn't actually get the um, caravan out of storage. Oh. We had such heavy snows, and we were due to go out to Leicestershire to see uh-huh. our daughter and grandchildren. Which is how far? Um, oh, about 150, yeah. 150 miles. But they couldn't even open the gates on oh. the storage where all the caravans were stored, so uh-huh. it wasn't unique to us. So, so you have to pay to have it stored? Yes. Is Which that is, ex- is that reasonable? £250 a year. We pay eighty dollars a month. Wow! Yeah. Was for, mm, so gosh, that is more expensive, isn't well, it's it? It's a bigger vehicle. But that's that's yeah, why, isn't it? We pay by the yeah. Price. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think we get your vehicle into our no. storage area. No, probably not. No, no well, you don't need to. No, I mean, there's no. Yeah. Yours is probably very typically sized. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it's easy because it's got a mover on it. So once you detach oh, really? it, really, is it yeah. electric? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That seems like a really that's good really idea. really cool. Yeah. 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 yeah it's so you can really t- put yeah, it into a it's, tight space. It's becoming... M- I always had trouble with the... Yeah. No. no it's, it's Do you have to have an equalizing hitch and no. that sort of stuff? Uh, what's an equalizing hitch? What's that? <laughs> I guess he does. <laughs> uh, an equalizing hitch puts equal weight on the front and the back tires of your car. Ah, right. So that, the, so that the car doesn't nose like this. No. And when you have a heavy trailer with a lot of tongue weight, oh, right. it keeps the, the no, whole thing. The, the Subaru is self-writing anyway when it comes to... Well, this also puts the weight on the front tires so that right. you don't wear the back okay. tires and so they don't go like, you know, oh, like right. this. Yeah. Well, when you, can, you know, when the yeah. hitch weight is six or 7,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with our fifth wheel, the, the hitch weight was 4,500 pounds. That's the that's the, yeah. the weight it was putting into the bed of the truck, so. Well, we're talking nose weight on a caravan. Nose weight. That's probably the same thing. But we're talking a <laughs> hundred pound tops. Wow. 
Perhaps. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so again, that gives you an idea of. I mean, well, I have two. Th- I, uh, most of ours have at the front two propane tanks. Yeah. Which would weigh seventy pounds each. Seventy pound each. Well, there's seven gallons. Oh my gosh, we don't have anything that size. The ones I've got at the moment are uh, BP. Perhaps uh. I shouldn't mention BT <laughs> in America. Uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. But BP light, yeah. and uh, they are. They light. are what they say. Very light. The tank is light. Yeah, the tank is oh, light. Are they? Are they, are they uh, not metal? No. Oh, the new no, one. The, yeah, we've, yeah. I've seen some of those. That's yeah, they're, pl- they're, they're plastic. But um, in Spain, they can't be refilled. Oh. So, <sighs> which, is a bit, which is a bit of a headache, really. Yes. But the beauty of the, the, the caravan mover, of course, is it, it can get you onto your pitch so much easier. <coughs> Um, and in oh, so, so you use it, oh, so it's permanently on there. So oh, you yeah. use it everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, so you don't it, have to back up at all. Oh, no, you're if, really, no, you're if you don't good, want to. You're in really good shape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, a lot of people use them now. I would think so. Just take so the you can really put it into exactly the right spot exactly where you want to be. Exactly that, and you don't have to worry about hitting trees and or hitting your wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she waves her arms. Uh, so uh, you're driving down to France, and how long does that take you? We took two months to get through France. Whoa! Um, so you didn't go one place and stay? No, no, no. We 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 you went followed down. The good weather. Well, tried to. Mm-hmm. We went to it's a cultural city, yeah, Normandy, and then down the west coast of France, uh-huh. and then through uh, not Nantes, Biarritz, um, th- those sorts of places, uh-huh. Bordeaux. So we're just kind of heading south as just the ca- cold weather exactly. catches up with you. And it's easy to find a place to camp all along the way. That's not a well, problem. Well, it wasn't a problem, no. But this is where the Axi A C S I comes into good play. It's an international camping card, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, I- international. International. European. That's a good point, actually. actually yeah. I suppose it is European. I haven't looked to see whether or not they in any other countries. Um, but, yeah, a European one, uh, perhaps, then. But it, what it is, is you pay, I think it's round about £10 uh-huh. for this card... And it allows you to stay at any of their sites which are identified for 9, 11 or 13 euros a night. What that does is that out of season, which uh-huh. obviously when we were going yeah. down was very much so, you could stay at some very nice sites for, for uh-huh. only yeah. 9, 11 or 13 uh, euros a night. And it's purely done on what the owner of the site wants to charge. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, it's 13 euros, yeah, yeah. but we stayed at some very nice ones, which were only charging 9 euros a night. And during uh, season, they would cost? They could be anything up to 20 euros, 25 euros a night. Uh-huh. And then they amazing. may a- add extra to that if you've got a dog, uh-huh, if you've got uh-huh. extra, extra people. people. But the Axi card is or a, a... Or a large vehicle. Yeah. yeah Do you see a, much tent camping? We did actually, even at that time of year. Really, um, but I think you're probably much more comfortable, all right. Yeah, there were a number of people that were um, camping in some very small uh-huh. vehicles uh-huh. and would have a pup tent. It was interesting that the variety uh-huh. that there was camping, even at that time uh-huh. of year, uh-huh. and not necessarily all the way down to South Spain. You uh-huh. know, some of them were staying in France and. Uh-huh. We're sort of seeing the, the winter out under canvas in France. Driving down to Nice, the Welsh couple were driving down and staying in Nice, weren't they? Yeah, that's true, but then again, Nice is, is, is southern France, but, yeah, on the Côte d'Azur. 
And equally, a lot of um, English people um, actually um, leave their caravans. They store their caravans mm, in yes, France yes, yes. We, so we they can just drive over right, and hitch right. up. Yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant, really. You know, if, you, if you're going to do it permanently. Yeah, and if you're not going to leave your own country. Or if you're good. not going to use it in your own exactly, country. Exactly. That's going to be worth thinking on. So are there places that have permanent sites where you'd leave your... Yeah, yeah, there was one, yeah, there was a few sites. We came across one in particular where it was run by an English couple. It was a huge, great chateau, I suppose, Mm -hmm. and and then within the grounds was a storage area Mm -hmm. and huge um, camping area, had a swimming pool, all the Mm -hmm. things that you would like to have on your holiday, basically. Yeah, yeah. But the additional benefit that he provided was you could store your van there he would bring it out the storage and put it on a pitch for you. Mm-hmm. He'd even come to the airport and pick you up wow. and deliver you to your van. Nice. Yeah. N- then you have your holiday. If I remember right, you've camped in England, France, Spain, and Portugal. Is we haven't. We haven't. We're doing Portugal. We're oh, going to do we're Portugal. Going, go, we're going away in uh, November, this, next year, Portugal for three months. Uh-huh. I'm yes. wondering how the camping is different in the three countries. Or um, is it? I think it is. I think certainly the standard of hygiene is, in England, I would say 95% is more than acceptable. You know, very clean, um, you know, up to spec. Um, I think Spain was quite a shock for me. Oh, really? Uh, absolutely. Um, France even more so. Really? Absolutely. Um, huh. And there were certain sites that I thought, you know what, if I had children, I certainly wouldn't bring them here. Uh-huh. It was almost waiting for an outbreak um, of disease to happen, uh-huh. you know, and I don't think I'm over, overreacting, but they were seriously dirty. Uh-huh. You know, w- I mean, the simplest things, you know, no soap to wash your hands in the in in the loos, the most simplest of things, <laughs> you know, and it really uh, can't be doing with that. Um, but certainly in England, you know, and do most of them have uh, shared kitchens? No, they don't actually. Uh-huh. It's very rare that you find that. You oh, do really? fear that. You do find that, because but it's very South rare Africa, in England. In Australia or New Zealand, we found it. It's almost everywhere. Wow. And people use them. They I use mean, them. It's like they've got six kitchens set up and everybody comes so out that's of the a night fabulous and thing. some with a barbecue. And Gosh, no. I mean, I think we've seen that once. Mm. I can't remember where, but I've seen it once. <laughs> mm. I think it was in Wales. Possibly. That's so fabulous. So, where's your favourite? Oh, um, gosh, there's been a few. Outside of... There's been a few. I I don't think I have a favourite because Uh there are so many. Seriously, so Uh many. So that tells me that camping and uh, RVing and caravanning is on the way up? It's it's becoming more popular or...? Certainly, if you go by the number of units that are out there Uh now and you listen to any of the sales people, Uh they're saying that uh, they they can't make them quick enough to sell them. So the downturn hasn't... Not really. I think people have taken the view that I haven't got to have too many continental holidays to pay for a whole new way of holidaying, which is a caravan or a motorhome. Right, yeah, that's right. And some of the motorhomes that are coming into the UK at the moment now, um, again, particularly from Eastern European, like the Adria, Uh um, which I think is um, made in Czechoslovakia, if I'm right. But that is a good spec Uh vehicle. Um, It's got a good engine in it it's using quality chassis all those sorts of things so people it's becoming more affordable Uh shall we say just a shame about the cost of petrol (laughs) (laughs) come on over to the united states
<laughs> well, and I think with that, we will kind of end this up, although the, uh, I, we could talk for a long time, I'm sure, because this is this Wait, is really very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we very much appreciate you sharing your experiences with us. Is, is there anything you should ask us? I would think the only thing that I would ask is that um, the hiring of units uh-huh. in America to do a, uh, a holiday over yeah. there, is, is it simple? Is it reasonably priced? Is it something that you can um, do out of any city? You mean so for rentals? Yeah. <laughs> We're the wrong people to ask. Uh, <laughs> we see an awful lot on the road. Yeah. There are several companies that specialize in renting uh, vans. Right. But uh, whether it's cost-effective, I don't know. I the, think the, one of the things that you would want to consider is the season. And right. once again, if you can come at an off-season or, you know, shoulder just season. shoulder season that you'll get much better deals. Right. Because you see these escorted tours that are available in the various uh, You magazines. have escorted tours? Yeah. In the United Cam- States? Camp- yeah, Camping and Caravan do these. Really? And I always think that sounds somewhat expensive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there must be... Well, I mean, that's, of course, what we did in, in uh, South Africa. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, we didn't do it on our own. But it was... It was very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. and, and it's you know I like to do things not on your own as such, but you know not yes. at someone else's timetable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I would agree. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. One last thing. Sure. One last thing. Um, if you're going to Spain, um, and and you can book with camping and well, not that I'm advertising, but if you can go with camping and caravan or the caravan club, they can actually guarantee you going to a a site in Spain of a much higher uh-huh. quality uh-huh. and I think maybe that's probably the way forward really because then you know you're going to uh-huh. go to a quality site yeah. and that's kind of what we did in New Zealand yeah it works doesn't it yeah. it works well they, there was a club and we just kind of stuck yeah. with all of their and I think you, you have, you've, you've got support there as well there's a support uh-huh. network uh-huh. which always helps I think You've, even if it doesn't kick in you, you mentally feel as if it, yeah. you're being yeah. supported so yeah yeah Brilliant. Good. Well, it's been a great experience talking to you, and maybe we can correspond uh, through Skype or Superb. something else. And, and we've Superb. done se- we've actually done several interviews with people overseas with that Skype. Works. It's all available on the RVNavigator.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that the interview uh, ends rather abruptly. I don't know what happened exactly, but uh, we did continue to talk for another hour or so. But was I was it think the wine. Uh, <laughs> the wine Hmm. now would that be a factor there I don't think so but uh, we continue to talk and we learn lots more and maybe we'll have another Skype interview with them as they are actually en route to some place yeah they're heading to Portugal next indeed so uh, with that uh, the December issue of the RV Navigator is about to come to an end And we can hope that we will see you in a campground near us because at the end of December we will be once again heading south. In our motorhome. We hope that we will be uh, in a place that will be near you and you can come and see us. We always like to talk to and hear from. You know, you guys have not been sending us pictures. We need pictures for our... Of their rigs. Of their rigs for our uh, listener rig page. I haven't put any pictures up there for a little while. And uh, it's time that you guys started sending us some pictures. 
So we promise you next month to have our minds more firmly fixed on RV issues and have some news for you that truly is news rather than the six weeks old stuff that we have with us from when we were still at home. And we look forward to being in our motorhome again and being at a campground near you. Do we look forward to being cold back in Chicago? Well, it's Christmas. Cold. It's the deal. Merry Christmas. Talk to you later. Bye now.